imagine this, a mountain lodge, Montana, new beginnings. Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast, where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. Today, I'm very excited to introduce my special guest co-host, Pam Heyer. We got to know each other through the Hardy's When Calls the Heart fan group and the devotionals. We met at the When God Calls the Heart conference a few years ago. Pam works full-time and enjoys playing in the orchestra at church and being involved in women's Bible studies. Pam looks for something positive in everything, and with the changes that COVID has brought to our lives, she's taken this time to grow in her Christian walk and serve in new ways. Welcome, Pam. Hey, thank you, Bobby, for having me. Um, I've never done a podcast before, so this is something new for me, but I do enjoy family-friendly TV and have watched similar types of shows for years now. Good. Yeah. You know, I just believe that it's kind of like whatever we fill our heads with, like whatever we're watching kind of gets into our head and then we kind of like act out on that. So for me, I don't really like shows with violence or sex or nudity because I just don't need to put that into my head. And um, I just, I really prefer... um, Things that that kids can watch. So if it's something that a kid can watch, then I feel that it's safe for me to watch. So true. Yeah. So today, um, you and I are going to review the GAC family TV movie, A Christmas Miracle for Daisy. And that stars Jill Wagner as Whitney and Nick Bateman as, I said Whitney, Whitley. It's Whitley, I believe, correct? Do you know for um, sure? I, I'm just wondering. I'm questioning well, myself now whether it's I Whitley. I think it is. Hmm. Whitley or Whitney. I don't Whitney. recall exactly. I know what you typed on there. Yeah, I know. And what I'm, you said me, but. Um, in the meantime, yeah. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. So uh, I'm going to make sure okay. that I get that corrected because I thought it was Whitley, but I wrote down Whitney. So I'm not sure that yeah, that is correct. I know Connor liked calling her just Whit for a while there uh-huh. yeah 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 okay and so and then the daughter daisy um that is nick bateman's daughter he and he and it ends up that he his cousin and his cousin's wife died in a car accident when daisy was 18 months old and he adopted her because he had promised his cousin that he would and I thought that was really sweet. And so he was just like this big businessman that was kind of like all about himself and everything. So, but he ended up adopting this girl, Daisy, and it really just kind of, you know, changed his life in terms of Definitely. where he was going. Because he lived in L.A., kind of living that life, and then decided, I believe, that once he was raising da- Daisy, who was about eight years old in the movie. Um, so he had, ra- he had, he'd, I guess, been her dad for about seven years. And um, mm-hmm. so I think he realized that, like, you know, a, a life in, with, a, you know, a less fast, a slower pace basically would be a better place for her to grow up. Grow up. And right. he and um, Joe Wagner's character, they had met when they were younger. And this place, Marietta, Montana, is the name of the community as they identified it in the in the movie, they really liked this place. And so I believe that's why he went back there. And then, uh, Whit- again, Whitney or Whitley, which I'm going to clarify, 
I had moved there when she was younger, and she's an interior designer. And I don't know that we ever really know what he did for a living other than he was just in business, and he did very well for himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure that that he, you know, like ever mm -hmm. said. Yeah. Yeah, but by the time of the movie, he was retired from that, so. Right. He must have done well at it, though. Apparently. To be able to retire so young. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, it is Whitney. So just to clarify, it is not Whitley. It is Whitney. So I should have those facts together. That's actually what I had written down, but I just wanted to, to clarify <laughs> that. <laughs> and, and this movie also had Tegan Moss that played Andy, who was um, Whitney's partner in the interior firm. And I've seen her in movies before. Um, mm -hmm. So she she was uh, wasn't somebody that her face wasn't new to me, but I I can't recall like any specific roles that she was in. Yeah, you mentioned her from Aurora Tea Garden, and I oh. don't recall exactly what part you know the name of her character hmm. on that show would have been, unless it was one of those people that was you know like that floated through you know one or two episodes and. Yeah, that that's possible. I'm trying to see on her. Let's see if I can see anything on her in terms of her roles. Unfortunately, you know what I don't like is I don't like IMDb on the phone. It doesn't show you hardly anything like it does on like if you're on your laptop. And I oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of it. So I'm like looking at it right now and I'm not really I'm not yeah it says Aurora Tea Garden in 2020 so my guess is she was just like a um, guest star she and okay. she was on Va Valentine in the Vineyard one of the Chronicle Mysteries um, movies one of the garage sale mm -hmm. mysteries with Lori Loughlin woohoo oh yeah Looking I used to love those <laughs> Me too, and I'm so looking forward to seeing Lori back back um, on screen next weekend. And when yeah. Hope calls, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. So getting back to the movie. So this movie was directed by A Christmas Miracle for Daisy was directed by Mike Roll. And Mike Roll has directed many episodes of When Calls the Heart. And I actually mm -hmm. met him before at one of the Hardy's family reunions that he attended. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a good director. And then also, uh, as far as executive production of this movie, Susie and Brad Cravoy, in addition Never to- Never heard of them, huh? <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. Brad is um, pretty much involved in most of these GAC movies. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, I've had the um, opportunity to meet Brad several times. He's attended the Hardy's family reunions, and I've seen him at a few Hallmark events as well. And he's just like really yeah. instrumental in these new GAC movies. And then Jill Wagner mm -hmm. was also an executive producer on this movie. So that's pretty oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and just read like a brief, mov a brief movie summary so that the audience kind of knows what this is about if they haven't seen the movie already. So okay. Whitney Alder, they have. I hope, I hope they mm -hmm. have. So Whitney Alder owns interior, interior design firm Marietta Designs, which she runs with her friend Andy and in the small town of Marietta, Montana. So Whitney is designing Santa's float for the annual Marietta Christmas parade when a potential job opportunity comes her way. 
the full redesign of a landmark home by Christmas Eve. Despite the challenge, Whitney and Andy sign on to the job only to discover the home's new owner is Whitney's ex-boyfriend, Connor Sheenan, who has moved to town from Los Angeles with his bright-eyed young daughter, Daisy. So Connor had no intention of becoming a family man, but when his goddaughter was orphaned, so this was his cousin's uh, daughter, as I was explaining before, he adopts her and commits to becoming a devoted single dad. So more than anything, Daisy wishes for a mom to complete her picture-perfect family. And, of course, Whitney is the perfect prospect for that. It's a tall order, but (laughs) Christmas is a time for miracles. So that is the description that was provided by GAC. And now what I would ask to that, I don't recall anything about Whitney designing Santa's float. What? How did I miss that? Like, Yeah, I think they were sorting through some things in the beginning that maybe were things that could go on the float. Right. But But they didn't really, like focus on they that didn't dive into that yeah. too much yeah. yeah 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 that's okay I wanted to make sure I didn't miss that because I didn't see anything about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there wasn't even like a float at the end part right the like you know Christmas thing they had outside. right like the festival or whatever they mm-hmm. referred to however they referred to it yeah right <laughs> Yeah. So what did you like best about the movie and why? So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. So I'll ask you and then you can give me your response and then I'll respond after you have. So what did you okay. like best about the movie and why? Um, I I always love the endings on these movies where everybody comes together and and just, you know, seeing the process of how step by step how that happens. Because, you know, it's that type of movie where people come together in the end and um, you, everybody wants the happy ending. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I thought the quality of the acting was really good in this movie. I thought the characters were believable. I, I really enjoyed this little girl, this. Um, oh yeah. I thought she did such a great job. And, and I believe um, whenever I was watching, I did watch the, Oh, like the Facebook Live with uh, Jill Wagner and Nick Bateman, and they were talking about this little girl. Her name is Ruby Tupper, and that this, I believe, was her first role. I thought she did a really good job because, you know, sometimes the kids in the movies really don't do that great of a job, frankly. They just don't. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they look like they're reading their lines. And she she had, like, really good facial expressions, and I really enjoyed how, like, she followed the characters especially in the beginning of the movie when mm-hmm. Jill um, or I should say Whitney and Connor kind of came together uh, in the very beginning when they first saw each other the interactions that they had with each other and the banter that they had and it would I like the editing on this where they would like pan back to Daisy and she would be looking at going back and forth between the characters and I really like how they did that mm-hmm. so I, I I really do like the direction and uh and the acting in the scenes that that was probably my my favorite part of course yeah we always love the endings absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if you had the chance to ask a character in the movie a question what would it be um well the question I thought of was how did Connor decide that he needed to simplify his life. And when did that happen? Because apparently a lot of, you know, maybe eight years has passed or, or a little less than that since 
she was a little bitty and now they're moving to Montana and simplifying their life. Um, you know, how did that process come about mm-hmm. would be my question. Okay. Well, my question was for Whitney and it was like, why did you automatically assume that Connor was going to go to LA from that conversation that she overheard towards the end of the movie? Like, Oh yeah. I, I, I don't like, honestly, I don't see the connection. I, I don't, think there was anything that he said that would lead you to believe that he was going to move back to LA. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that misunderstanding really kind of didn't make sense to me. (laughs) So I would want to ask her. Right. It wasn't and not in my book. So I would want to ask Whitney that question. Now, what about the screenwriter or the director a question? Do you have a question that you would like to ask either the screenwriter or director? Um, I think the oddball question that I came up with was that did they know that Jill's baby in real life that she had just had a month before this, they started filming this movie was um, she named her new baby Daisy. And I don't know if that came into the naming of the character at all, or if that was just some happy coincidence or what. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know that they've addressed that. I mean, I know what I recall when I was listening to Jill and and Nick Bateman, I was saying that she really loved the script because the name was in the script. So I'm thinking that maybe it was already in there and it just happened to be, you -hmm. know, the same thing. And um, so... I I don't know for sure, but it is interesting that her brand new baby daughter's name is Daisy, and that was the character of the little girl in the movie. So that's that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, for me, I really would ask the screenwriter, like, why didn't you explore like any previous relationships for Whitney? Because I felt like she. Mm -hmm. They didn't really talk about any relationships like he talked about his that he basically hadn't dated since he had adopted Daisy. And that had been like, you know, six and a half years. But they didn't Mm -hmm. really address that with her. And it seemed like she was like very like the fact that she just assumed that he was going to go back to L.A. Like just from that Mm -hmm. conversation, it's almost like she... I don't know. Like had she a had, little fear there. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. She didn't have the confidence. She had a fear, and and it makes me wonder, like when they like broke up the first time, which would have been, you know, a good fifteen twenty mm-hmm. years before that. Um, did they just, you know, was she hurt so badly that they just, you know, kind of she swore off relationships or or what? Yeah. No, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. It just seemed like they didn't really address that. So that it, was yeah, my question. Yeah, it seems like her friend, mm-hmm. sorry for interrupting. No, 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 it you're seems good. like her friend, though, was kind of pushing her towards, hey, you know, you should try dating some, you know, get out there and, you know, saying, why not? Give it a try again. Mm-hmm. And so speaking of her friend, so her friend, and this is something that I haven't addressed yet, but I thought it was kind of fun. So um, so the, her friend Andy, who is her partner in the interior design firm, at the beginning of the movie, 
it kind of starts out where a character named Con- um no not Connor Eric he's the general <laughs> contractor he plays Connor on Chesapeake Shores but Andrew <laughs> right Andrew Francis right? so it is kind of funny that Nick Bateman's character's name is Connor but um and you know Andrew played Connor on uh, Chesapeake Shores, but he plays Eric in this movie. He's the general contractor, and he's very interested in Andy, the partner of Jill's uh, character, Whitney. Mm-hmm. And he asks her out, and she says no, and she's thinking about him, you know, basically that he's just a friend, and she doesn't want to ruin the relationship. Um, but ultimately, mm-hmm. um, they get together in the end as well. So I always like when, when they have, like, these little subplots. But she became interested yeah. in him when – he was no longer pursuing her, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe the reverse psychology right, advice it, works there, it, huh? Right. I would guess so. So what do you think the main characters learn about themselves and how do they change? Um, I think they learned that they had grown up some since they were together before and that they it was possible for them to um, like each other again and maybe date again without losing who they are as individuals. Um, so they've, they've grown up some in the, in the years they've been apart and, you know, maybe have an opportunity to try again at, at some kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, clearly he had to grow up when you become a parent, you know, you have no choice. If you want to be a successful parent, you need to, you definitely need to grow Mm -hmm. up. And, you know, that was one of the things she did mention, um, Whitney in the beginning of the movie is that she, they, they broke up and I think she broke up with him because she didn't want to compete with his career and felt like she'd always be second fiddle to it. And it's kind of ironic mm-hmm. because clearly he gave up that career for Daisy. So, you know, what makes her think that he wouldn't have given it up for her, for Whitney? Um, mm-hmm. It seems like a, um, a decent, heartfelt guy. So, but I think ultimately they did want the same thing. Like you said, that they matured and um, they wanted the same thing. They wanted that miracle for Daisy. And that was, yeah. you know, her whole wish from Santa um, was for a mom. And um, mm-hmm. ultimately, that's where we believe it would would be going. So, mm-hmm. what good <laughs> what good insights into life are in this film? Um, it sounds like um, patience um, in going after the things you want. Um, and one insight I kind of saw when they got stranded at that. Um, place because of snow, um, that, that little inn or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was out there building a snowman. Mm-hmm. And the older couple was kind of watching them play outside and just appreciating the years that they've had together. And, you know, while enjoying watching the younger couple, you know, kind of just out there playing in the snow. So, you know, it's kind of a almost like them seeing a flashback of their younger selves. Mm-hmm. And, and for us, it kind of showed that, hey, maybe this is where this younger couple could be at some point. Right. Because I think she said, the woman said something about, oh, to be young and in love. And he commented something about, oh, to be old and in love or something like that. And so 
Um, yeah. the, the recognition that it's special all along. And so I think that journey is important. And, um, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Miracles do happen. They happen every day. You just need to, you, you just need to oh. look for them and, and, and see them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And be open to, you know, things working out differently than you expect. Right. And also about like not making assumptions. You know, sometimes we make assumptions and, and, and it really could change the whole trajectory of our life by mm-hmm. instead of just com- communicating with that other person, confronting them about whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. How about doing that instead of making an assumption like Daisy should have just asked him about L.A. Hey, are you going to move to L.A. or whatever? And that would have been that because he never had any plans to move to L.A. She just like misunderstood. And how, how yeah. much in life we do that with each other instead of just right. confronting and, you know, in a, in a nice way. Yeah, but, relying on like hearsay instead right. of, hey, I heard, was what I heard correct or, you know, there is this right or what did you say? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, any final thoughts about the movie? Hmm. Let's see. Oh, I I wrote a bunch of notes. It's the weirdest thing. I, I don't usually write notes when I'm watching movies, but I figured so I wouldn't sound really stupid on Bobby's podcast. <laughs> oh no, you could never sound <laughs> stupid, Pam. No way. No, no. But yeah, just yeah. Along with the thoughts we were just saying is that sometimes you know in these movies or that type of situation, adults will say that it's complicated, mm-hmm. but they say that grownups always say that when it isn't complicated. So, you know, maybe we need to be more childlike in our thinking and just openly say what is on our mind instead of um, just assuming things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that scene was really good where, like, Daisy, after (laughs) that first meeting, Daisy (laughs) says to her dad, why are you acting so weird today and fidgety? You still like Mm -hmm. her? Like, this eight-year-old girl (laughs) is, like, all over it. Like, she's already figured it out. She's already figured it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's (laughs) like she can see something's going on here, even if they're not admitting it yet. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I thought Jill, she said so much with her her body language and facial expressions. And I do really like Joe Wagner's acting. There's like an authenticity to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like yeah. the girl next door. Like she's just believable in whatever role that she's mm-hmm. in. You just, you just believe her. And um, so true. And I thought she was really good with the facial expressions and body language um, mm-hmm. in, in this movie, especially at the beginning when they were first meeting. And um, I thought that was very effective. Yeah, I think she re- brings a lot of herself, the real Jill, mm-hmm. into her role. Because I've seen her, you know, watched her some on her different social media accounts. And, you know, she's a cut up mm-hmm. for real, playing jokes on her husband and family and and just enjoying her life, you know, her mm-hmm. real life as well as acting and stuff. And mm-hmm. she's really committed to acting, too, and doing a good job at it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I got to 
appreciate her work ethic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing, another thing that I liked about the movie was they they played the Nutcracker music throughout the movie. It started with the Nutcracker music and it played it throughout. And so their first date, um, they mm-hmm. were going to the Nutcracker and they each bought these Nutcracker bobbleheads Bobblehead. and they both kept them and they had them for for many many years and that was revealed when she was you know like decorating his home mm-hmm. they only she only had like two weeks to like decorate his home and then he needed to have it for a christmas party i believe it was christmas mm-hmm. eve and so one yeah. of the things that she pulled out of his christmas decoration box was his bobblehead his nutcracker bobblehead and she had mm-hmm. hers as well and uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. And the the ugly sweaters when they got stranded at the hotel, that oh, was kind of yeah. funny. They had no clothes <laughs> and everything. And the innkeepers gave them these ugly sweaters to wear. And then come to find out, they said, oh, just keep them. They're really ugly. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, goodness. I thought oh, that was yeah. pretty funny. And like I said before, I really enjoyed the scenes with Little Daisy. I think she's an up-and-comer. Mm-hmm. I really thought she was very effective. Uh, Yeah, because being a beginner at this, Mm -hmm. she really had a lot to do in that film, you know, as far as like kind of helping to bring them together and a lot of talking, a lot of lines for her. Right. She did have a lot of lines. She had a lot Mm -hmm. of lines in that movie. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought Mm -hmm. she did a great job. Anything else that you would like to share? Hmm. I think that's about it. Okay. Very good. Well, I mean, okay. overall, I definitely think it's worth a watch. I think the performances um, were good. And I uh, thank you so much, Pam, for joining us today. I've really enjoyed our time together. Oh, you're welcome. Me too. Yeah, good. And I want to thank you out there who for listening to the Our Family TV podcast. You can find us on social media at Our Family TV, and you can email us at hello at ourfamilytv.com. We'd also appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Until we meet again, we hope you're sitting on the couch with your family, eating a big bowl of popcorn, and watching a wonderful TV show.